Welcome into Griffin's Sports Bala, a victory edition here on a Monday following a week two win by Griffin Football. I'm News Press Now Sports Director Brandon Zenner. I'll be your host this evening. He is a head coach of the Griffins, Matt Williamson, and I'm sure you're happy to be talking about some Griffin football today, aren't you? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> we had a good performance. It was really good. Good, very good football team we played uh, came out on top, and uh, it was good to get back on. Mm. Get back on the board and uh, get things going at the Sprat. It's fun to play there, man. Yeah. So much fun. That sound of the bell sounded pretty good too, didn't it? <laughs> it was electrifying. I mean, it really was. It just seemed like it'd been forever, just you know, because of all the things that everybody's kind of been going through, man. But it was just a great feeling with all of our kids down there, just singing the fight song and getting ringing up bells. Yeah. Nothing like it. Now the Griffins down Fort Hay State for a third straight year, 38-31 victory in comeback fashion. 28 points in the third quarter. It felt like a game that can really give a young team, you have a lot of young players, people don't, don't, don't realize that, it can give them a big boost of confidence going forward. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we had a lot of great performances, a lot of really key, key plays that were made by, uh, by a lot of youth on our football team, and uh, that's just part of it. We knew uh, that's what we have. Uh, those kids have been stepping up, and mm -hmm. it's given them a lot of confidence, just like you said. And here we are taking a look at the highlights. Military Appreciation Day, cool flyover, a meaningful day for you and the Griffins as well. But Fort Hayes, they come out of the gate swimming, swinging a couple third down conversions uh, leads the way uh, for them scoring a touchdown on this opening drive. Yeah, we struggled getting off the field third down really a bunch in the first half. Uh, mm -hmm. Got better in the second. But uh, they played well out front. We kind of were stagnant a little bit right out of the, right out of the gate, um, but just kind of ended up continuing to work, believe. Mm -hmm. Trust one another came out in the second half and got CJ Sparks gave you a good a good uh, a big good spark there, there. Yeah. fifty yard pass from uh, from Vespo and then Sheen Butler Lawson shows uh, why Division One schools were after him. He's hard to tackle <laughs> and he's got great vision and can catch out of the backfield and uh, he put it together that night. Mm -hmm. And then uh, well Wildcat something you guys have shown a lot of uh, on these uh, on these short uh, short distance situations and he gets it in uh, there we're all tied at seven. Then the Griffins get into rhythm. Trey Vavil. He showed that he's made some strides at corner since his freshman year, uh, and, and he showed it uh, right there with a pick, 10-7 after one. So keep it moving to the second. Hayes on the ground. You guys, uh, they, they were able to find some success on the ground early. Yeah, they ran the ball a little bit early, um, did a couple two-back stuff uh, that we hadn't seen a little bit, and we settled down, started playing a lot better, and then kind of forced them into their mm -hmm. throwing. And that's kind of what we'd seen in the past. You, know, you stop the run game, they'll just open it up and just start flicking it all over, and they did through for 55 times, so <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of defense. We played like 96 snaps on defense yeah. that game. So they made it 14-7, and then Tyson Gray, they're losing, uh, losing the ball in the red zone. One of uh, a couple timely turnovers in the red zone for them uh, that they got uh, near interception. Now, this was a crazy play uh, that kept the drive alive for him. It could have been an interception, tipped twice, they catch the ball, but then we go into the half after uh, that field goal. Good thing leading them to a field goal there before the half. Yeah, though. it was great. Big stop right there, you know. And we've had a couple opportunities in the first half just, just didn't take advantage yep. of some things. The turnover, just that's unacceptable. we mm -hmm. got to clean that up. So it's 10-7. Or, yeah, no, it is 17-10 uh, at the half. Excuse me. We uh, have to take a little bit of a breath before this third quarter because, man, it got, uh, it got rather wild. Hold on to your seats. <laughs> we'll be right back. Take a look at the second half highlights right here on Griffin Sports Spotlight. Sophia, whatever happens, we're here to protect you. Thank you. 
the no room for fear in your dream home policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. For all your insurance needs, call Tolly & Associates, Inc. at 816-232-8400. Nothing mattered more than getting my fix. I was on the verge of being homeless. My house was being foreclosed on. It took everything that I had. Knowing that I did this to myself, that it could have been prevented, makes it worse. It just takes one. Welcome back into Griffin Sports Spotlight. I'm Brandon Zenner, head coach Matt Williamson, breaking down week two's home game against Fort Hayes State, down 17-10 at the half. Tell me, going in the locker room, what are you saying to the guys, and how are they reacting? I just, I didn't think, you know, offensively we were still kind of choppy, weren't putting things together, drives together, and obviously turnover in the red zone, you know, just, you know, it kind of took a wind out of our sail a little bit. I said, well, we better bring it back the second half and, and play well, and we did. We came out really, really yeah. good. Uh, defensively, had to try to continue to stop the run, but also get off field on third down, and we did that. We came off, made some, some big plays in the second half and started putting some points on the board and changing the game. For sure. Let's go into the third quarter. A wild one this was, 17-10 Tigers at this point. But the Tigers are going to go for it on fourth down. Welcome back, Sam Webb. The tip, Kobe Cummings grabs it, and uh, just like that, the house call. We're all tied up at 17. Probably the turning point in this one. That's what changed it all, you know, and uh, that's what got it going. Got our defense fired up. Uh, we had a couple more turnovers and uh, a couple more big plays. Offense started putting some runs together, and we and we, we started making things happen. I said it last week. Sam Webb can be a game breaker, and there he was right there. But then this is this is a, just a good play by a running back. He should have been knocked down, but kept his balance and. 60 yards gives uh, Hayes the lead again. Yeah, poor tackling technique right there um, by our free safety. Um, can't do that. Can't tackle with your head <laughs> down your shoulder. It's uh, got to wrap it up, and we didn't. There's another turnover, you know, obviously that we had there. Uh, we could have uh, taken the game away. We really mm -hmm. could have. Um, and it would, it, if we didn't have those interceptions and big plays, they could have taken the game and, away. Including so, Brandon Johnson, a good freshman for you, yeah. punched the ball with Dominic Choppa, big addition in the secondary play. too. That was a huge effort by Brandon, and then Choppa's, you know, stepped up and has done some really, really good things for us. So mm -hmm. we're excited to have him. So if you're keeping track at home, that's two defensive scores, and that has us tied at this point. Hayes. Starts to go that air raid, and Tristan Davis, welcome to the party. We almost had a pick six on that one, too. <laughs> it was a party. I mean, we were celebrating, and, man, great things. Just our, our, our kids play their tails mm -hmm. off, and they knew that that's what we're getting. You're going to get a whole bunch of snaps, and they're going to throw it all over the place. That's what they've mm -hmm. done in the past, and we held strong, and offense kept doing their thing. Yeah, including uh, Sheen Bell or Lawson. We still don't have official stats from this game, but he went for over a buck fifty, two scores, and you guys grabbed the lead. And then Hayes... They punted away to you guys, and uh, we weren't done yet. Cooper Burton shows uh, why yeah, he's one of the best receivers in this league right now. Absolutely. That guy has got another gear. This is one of the fastest teams we've had um, mm -hmm. as a Griffin football program since I've been here, and they're, they're, they're move, he can move, man. Just get him the ball. Yeah. Get him the ball. I've been telling our offensive coaches, get him the ball as you, much as you can. You don't have to tell us in St. Joe. <laughs> Cooper Burton, 86 yards, 28 points in the third. That gives the Griffins a 38-24 lead going into the fourth. Well, the third stole the show, but the fourth, Reagan Jones, Anthony Vespo played well. And Trey James, he comes with a big pickup here to keep the chains moving. Yeah, that was a great, um, 
Great play. That, that kid's going to be a really talented kid, and, and Reagan threw a really good ball there. And uh, I told our kids, you know, you, you're like, why are you throwing there? We could have been running the clock and moving the ball because we've been like that. We're, we we want to we play to win, yeah. and uh, so I'm not going to be conservative. In certain situations, we will and we should have, you know. Um, but at that point, right there, let's let's go put the dagger in it, and yeah. we we uh, moved down there. But then the turnover killed us, you know, and then yeah. they got back in the game and. Uh, and that tight end did some really good things against us. We have to do a better job defending. Yeah, so that uh, that play leads to a Fort Hayes uh, score, gets them back within one, but then you just say, Sheen, carry us home, and carry us home, he basically did. He did. He took the game over then and uh, just kept us on the field, and they got to, uh, you know, obviously trying to make a play. and. Got to a, a situation where it's the end of the game, and mm -hmm. um, our, our defense finished up strong. And uh, really excited. That was a good quarterback, very talented yeah. team. And you know, always get nervous on these plays <laughs> when they're throwing all around and everything. I saw the ball go to the offensive lineman. I felt confident. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys had he, it booked down then. Once he had it, it was, we, were, we were okay. <laughs> so the Griffins win this one 38 31. Now, we talked about it after the game, coach, with the goals that you guys have an 0 2 start versus 1 1. They're complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Going home one and one, uh, you admitted thinking about it in the middle of the week. You said that post game. What's the difference going in the locker room 0 oh and 2 versus 1 and 1? Oh man, I mean just, you know, we, we play to win every single football game, you know, but you know as you if you lose a few here or there, then your your chances of hitting all your goals that you want and that you set every year become a little bit more minimal, you know, and uh, so, you know, walking into uh, this week, you know, being one-on-one, we've, uh, we'll still go out and compete in, 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 in every football game we're at, but we're, we're focused on just this week and continue to add in the left column and continue to get those wins. We hear coaches say a lot, you see the most growth in the team between week one and week two. Did you see that growth that you wanted? I saw, yeah, I saw some real, some good solid growth. I think our growth um, is going to be capitalized every single yeah. week because of the youth that we have. You'll see the growth. You know, t what you're talking about is, you know, you, week one, you make all the corrections, you haven't played for a while, and you go yeah. into week two. Well, that's just an average team with juniors and seniors and all that stuff on there. Our kids that don't have experience, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So every experience game that they get, we're going to keep stacking on top of that, and then it's going to be, it's going to have a lot of fun. Huh? So. We saw a lot of those young guys <laughs> making some plays. We'll break down some of the top performances coming up after this break. It was so cold. We're going to get through this together. What if that fear never goes away? I will be beside you every step of the way. You've unleashed a force of hell on Earth. miss me? None of us are safe. It's a cryonuclear bomb. We need to get everyone out of here. I have to destroy the bomb. This whole place could explode. Supergirl. New episode this Tuesday at 9, 8 central, only on The CW. We drive everywhere to help our son reach his dream of becoming an elite swimmer. So we enrolled in the Know Your Drive program with American Family Insurance. It gives us discounts for safe driving and other benefits, like emergency roadside service, which comes in handy, no matter where his dreams take him. Save up to 20% and get closer to your dreams. American Family Insurance. Call Tolly & Associates, Inc. at 816-232-8400. Fox 26 KNPN. Welcome back into Griffin Sports. Spotlight. we're talking about the week two win against Fort Hayes State, 38-31 at the Sprat. Mo West one and one ahead of week three. A lot of standout performances. Unfortunately, there were st stat issues, so we're still trying to work in the media through through what's going on with that. But we can talk about what we did see and 
what you did see is a lot of good Anthony Vespo, more consistency from week one. Uh, I'm not sure, other than that fumble, uh, visibly how many mistakes he made. Had the touchdown to Cooper Burton, commanded the offense. What did you see from Vespo here in week oh, two? Oh, he did a really good job. Uh, he, he, from week one to week two, kind of stepped up, stepped in the pocket, moved in there a little bit, threw with confidence. Uh, played the game like we want him to play, um, and that was really, really good to see. You know, obviously there's a couple situations where he, you know, the week before hadn't ran to get the first down, different things. He just put the whole thing together, you know, and obviously got a little, little uh, rambunctious on the on the one uh, fumble just because they had a blitz, a couple blitzes off mm -hmm. the corner, and we were trying to get the ball away quick. And it was just something that he learned, and, and he'll continue to get better and better and better. And so we were, we were fired up about him, um, but also fired up about a lot of the other kids, mm -hmm. you know, with their two running backs and uh, Hall and Cooper played really well. Yeah. And um, we did some good things on offense. And then defensive side, we made a lot of plays, you know. Yeah. And then Evan Shohan had a phenomenal, I think he had 17 tackles and two tackles for loss. Yeah. And he was a machine. I mean, I, he made five tackles on kickoff five straight in a row. I've yeah. never seen that in my whole college career before. So he's on he's on fire. Hopefully he keeps playing like that. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and then we saw why Division One schools wanted Sheen Butler Lawson uh, Jr. He was well over 150 yards, two scores, has him, gives him three early on in the year. He has the ability to kind of just devastate. It seems like he can fall forward for six or eight yards. Then he has the, the, the ability to, to, to break tackles and Man, he's a he's a great weapon showing up for you early this year. Yeah, he sure does. I mean, I mean, he he just does everything, and and he's kind of continued to get better. He's still got a long way to go, you know, because there's he has some miscues here on some protections and different uh, things. But that's, this is right here. This is what we saw. This is what we saw a little bit last year. You know, that first game he came out ran a little tentative. He didn't get to practice. He got quarantined yeah. during camp, and so he was a little bit behind everything. And now he's back into shape and. Man, he ran physical, and you could see he was just running through tackles and making plays. Mm -hmm. And then this secondary, I don't know if we can ever talk too much about them, but they go out and grab three interceptions. Choppa gets the, the scoop and the score. Uh, I saw pass breakups all over the place from, from Sam had multiple. Uh, Tristan, Trey, uh, DJ was all over the place. I don't, I don't think I saw a DJ, ball caught DJ's way all night. And they showed up. Uh, with this team, against a team throwing it 55 times a big ass against the secondary. Absolutely. You know, DJ got our defensive MVP. I mean, uh, he had a lot of, he had a, quite a few PBUs, yeah. but I mean, he, he forced the, the, the receiver, that big, talented mm -hmm. receiver out of bounds. There was probably about three or four catches yeah. where the guy landed out of bounds when it was getting contested. So he was forcing that. And uh, so we gave that to him. He just did some really good things for us. And overall, you know, we got a good secondary. We just got to continue to play like that. You can't go, you got we got to come back to back. We got to play well and got to play secure every single week. And you kind of mentioned a couple, anybody else stand out to you? Cooper was great. Brandon Hall continues to make some plays. The the defensive line, they, they seemed like they got uh, more pressure this week. They sacked uh, Chance a couple times and then you said it. Evan was all over the place. Yeah, Evan was, he was on point, man. I was, it was one of the better performances I've seen since I've been here. Our defensive line uh, wasn't, uh, I thought they did well, but we, we didn't beat anybody one-on-one. -on -one. You know, we got pressure. He was moving. He got a little nervous, and you could see him start making some bad decisions because our pressure was there. But we've got to be able to beat people one-on-one, -on -one, get a few more sacks, uh, make that happen. Um, you know, so overall, you, sh you watch the whole deep. They played hard. I mean, they just play really hard, and that's what happens when you get turnovers and takeaways and stuff in that situation there. But, you know, our, our you know, our true freshman, Will uh, McClintock, he, you know, Tyson came in there and did really well, and he's gotten some more reps. He's continued to get some, some more plays and doing really good things, too. So trying to uh, hype him up, fast track him a little bit, and so we can get maybe in a little bit more 12 personnel stuff. 
Any concerns with the red zone turnovers, or are they not you, good? You, <laughs> not good. Going going forward, <laughs> did you see anything that that might carry over, or or just how are you approaching those turnovers? Yeah, just I mean, both of them were on the quarterback. There It was a rush situation. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be poised right there, and just hey, no blitz. Both times there's blitz coming. They're doing a, some sort of quarterback run or some sort of handoff exchange, and. They got really, really, you know, like try to grab the ball instead of let it come to them, yeah. catch it, and then just work it out. They know they got to get rid of it quick, um, but we've just got to work on that. And it's something that's great for them to see. Um, but, you know, that's one of the biggest things, priorities for me is ball security, ball security, ball security. And how it is for Coach Brown, his staff, Coach St. Louis, and everybody. They're going to work on that. We're going to, uh, obviously, we do it every day and every practice is that we're, that's one of our focuses. You know, it's not good if you're doing that. And I get pretty upset during practices and stuff. So we'll get back to the basics, really work on that, make sure that, that, that we're solid in that. That doesn't happen anymore. Now, week three brings the Griffins back under the lights at the spread against Emporia State. We'll talk about the week three matchup that coming up next. You're not playing like usual. Is everything okay? Yeah. Don't let this be the only conversation you have with the young people in your life. Learn how to have deeper, more connected conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect. The King of Queens sounds of summer. Pack your bags. What? Pack your bags. Barbecue. Pack your bags. Vacation time. Let's spend a week at the beach. Thank you. Bum bum bum. Quiet. Bum bum. Doug. Hmm? Bum bum bum. Quiet. Yeah. Bum bum. Doug. The smell of the grass. Beer. Burgers. Pool. Vacation. I can't stop sweating. Sarah! Summer sounds great on the King of Queens. Welcome back into Griffin Sports. Bobby Brandon Center wrapping up this segment here with Matt Williamson. Week three brings us another, another game under the lights at the Sprat against Emporia State. You only have uh, one home kick at one this year. Do you guys at, at, at home? Do you do you like these later starts or? I like playing at night. It's yeah. cool underneath yeah. the lights. That's that's big time, you know. But uh, waiting all day long, <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. I, it's not fun at all. It just kind of like your stress builds all the way, but. Anyway, it's it's good, and we had a great crowd, and I, we're gonna have another good one this weekend, and it's uh, it's gonna be fun to uh, fun to watch our kids play and and get back get back doing our thing again. And I think our kids were just just ecstatic just to get that feeling of that first win for so long. You know, it's with COVID and all the stuff. Yeah. Just a man, I, I it's energized our team. So we're excited to be back, um, and uh, we're looking forward to a really good performance. So Emporia's a good football team. Mm -hmm. We've been watching film on them all day. Um, very talented. Got a great quarterback. He throws the ball around pretty quick. We're gonna see, gets rid of it pretty quick too. Yeah. So um, we're gonna see a very similar what we saw second half. You know, yeah. a little bit more spread, a little bit more wide receivers than we did with Fort Hayes. But um, we'll see that. And then their defense is a totally different defense. One of the only ones that runs like a three-three stack. So we're gonna have to work on that and and communications with our offensive line and our protections just to make sure we're solid. Yeah, so Emporia comes in at 2-0, just one of three 2-0 teams in the league with Washburn in UNK. Northwest only 1-0 after their game with Lincoln was canceled. Uh, Emporia beat Central Oklahoma. You guys' week one loss, 31-21 over the weekend. They beat, 38, uh, beat Northeastern State 38-7 in week one. 
Tell me about this Emporia offense. Uh, you were just saying it, Braden Gleason. Uh, he's been phenomenal to start this year. Six touchdowns, no interceptions, almost 600 yards through the air. Uh, uh, running back is averaging, uh, I think, well over six yards of carry so far. Uh, they have a couple of wideouts they love to throw the ball to pretty consistently, too. They do. You know, they're going to try to – they'll try to run the ball a little bit here. They want to throw it. Yeah. They want a quick score and uh, and the ball down the field. And um, they get rid of it really quick. So, they, he's the, the numbers are going to be huge for them no matter what, just as many times as they throw it and, and things. But we just got to keep everything in front, tackle well. Uh, if we can shut down their run game, just like we did with the Fort Hayes deal thing, if we can force them into their hand of that, then we can do a little more thing, a few more things uh, defensively, coverage-wise, and everything too. So we got to stop them. He's a good, really good quarterback, and he read, reads well. He just, you know, it's just a game of numbers. You know, if we're weak over on this leverage on this side, he's going to throw it over there. If there's leverage on this side, he can throw it over there. That's all they do. It's a quick, easy system. Pick it up, throw it hand it off every once in a while and you know and then just yeah. try to keep you on your toes. They do fast tempo it too. So that's something as a defensive and as a staff that you have to practice and make mm -hmm. sure your kids are ready to go and that's what happens when you face a team like that and they go really, really fast and efficient. The quarterback's good, like real fast. One kid makes a mistake and then bam, boom, they're on top of you and they mm -hmm. get a score. So we just gotta keep everything in front. It also comes into play with substitutions and whatnot and being, being timely with that. Uh, how about this? this uh, their defense, uh, they've allowed 120 yards rushing so far. Both quarterbacks have thrown under 50% uh, against them. What's difficult about the style of defense they play that 3 3? Uh, they got a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys back. Uh, their they're yeah. front three uh, defensive linemen are very physical kids. They, they pressure uh, quite a bit, but they, they cause a lot of uh, change line and scrimmage pretty good, too. So we're going to have to. We're going to have to have our hard hats on offensive line-wise. And then the 3-3 stack, you just have so many different looks and different yeah. angles. Yeah. And, the, and, I mean, you actually have protection rules for 4-down. You have protection rules for 3-4. And then you have protection rules for 3-3. You just don't see the 3-3 as much. And then in a 3-3, they can work into 3-4. And it gives you some different looks and some issues on some blitzes and yeah. stuff. So we gonna school-wise, we're going to have to go to school on offensive side-wise and make sure that we're protected and we're able to pick up those guys. And you got stacked three guys over the top and they slant the guys in front and mm -hmm. it makes it easier those offensive linemen linebackers are good athletes so those offensive linemen are good athletes yeah. but it's not as good so as they have to climb and those guys are free uh being able to pick those guys up maybe missing a block here or there also causes a no gain or a tackle for loss and then all of a sudden you're behind the chains again so and, yeah. and that's what you do when you watch them they're, they're on first down they're pretty good Six o'clock on Saturday at the Spratt, Missouri Western in Emporia State. Now, last week, I only got about 15 seconds. I'm going to talk with Dave Rigert. He called his final game on Thursday. 15 seconds. What did uh, Dave Rigert mean to you in this program? Oh, he meant the world to me and world to this <laughs> town, man. I mean, what a great yeah. guy. Phenomenal. Awesome. One of the best I've, in the business I've seen. So, and a great friend, too. Just you, can, you, you can't put all of that together in one package. It's, it's, it's Dave Rigard. I mean, he did. Thank you so much, Dave. And, uh, and, I, and I know from the bottom of my heart and from the university and from this town yep. that everything he did is awesome. Six o'clock at the Sprat. I'll be there. Let's go. Good luck. We'll be right back with my conversation with Dave Rigard next. We have the makers. We have the materials. Nothing can stop us from achieving this craft. Oh, no. This is insane. Amy and Nick take crafting by storm. Oh, Making it new Thursday on NBC. Whether you're a small business, live in a rural community, or own your own home and car, consider Don Tolly for all your insurance needs. Get a second opinion to make sure you have the right coverage.
For 12 years, Dave Rigger was the soundtrack of sports in St. Joseph and at Missouri Western as the sports director of Eagle Radio and the voice of the Griffins with a new job awaiting him. At Division I, James Madison Rigger called his final game on Thursday and he took me back in time and looked back on his memorable career. Well, honestly, driving up here, I mean, I, I kind of get a little teary-eyed, to be honest with you. There were some emotions that started to hit, like, wow, this is my final game here because I've been here for so long. And it's been such a great great place to, to broadcast, and there's been some great moments here on this field. I mean, I, I was thinking back to the, the triple overtime game against Minnesota Duluth when they in the playoffs where it didn't look like a win, and they won 57-55. So there's been a lot of emotions today. It's been probably more emotional than I thought it would be. But I, I, I'm obviously excited about going my new opportunity. But um, there's so many great memories here and great people that I'm leaving behind that I'll, I'll certainly miss. I think the 2012 football season is one that really stands out because that was probably it was the most special season in Missouri Western history, and that was still pretty early in my tenure of being the play-by-play -play voice here. When you get you had guys like Michael Hill and Travis Partridge and David Bass the year before, you had Greg Zerline. You had NFL dudes. I mean, we always talk about dudes on teams. Man, they were that that team was stacked and probably should have won a national championship. But I, I referenced the Minnesota Duluth game earlier. That was here the first playoff game. They took a flight to Henderson State and won big and just came up short against Minnesota State. But I, I think the one game that stands out to me, especially in football, is the win at Northwest Missouri State that year. It was for all the marbles. It was a winner-take-all. You don't get that very often the last week of the season. The winner won the MLA championship outright. And for Western to go up there and get a win and come from behind fashion to do it down 20-7 to in the fourth quarter, um, I'll remember that one probably for the rest of my life. But even seeing the turnaround in basketball the last few years and getting to call an NCAA tournament game for the first time in my career in basketball, this, this past season with Coach Martin and what Coach Wicks did with the program. Um, and, and as you well know, you get to know the student athletes so well, and that's the part that I'm really having a hard time with, especially working at Missouri Western. I got to know them even more, leaving just a, a wonderful group of student athletes behind. But I'll have to have to do that at James Madison now and, and get to meet those student athletes and have some, some more memories there. Well, I think I learned that I can be a Division One play-by-play guy. Yeah, I, I was able to do a little bit of Kansas State stuff in a, a fill-in basis um, about six or seven years ago and um, had good response from that. So I, f I feel like with my ability, um, I, I feel like I can be a Division One guy, but I just didn't know if other people would see that out of me. And to be able to, to have people show confidence in me that, that I'm able to, to go do that is something that, that um, it's all about the hard work. I mean, if you put your nose down and grind through it and just, just put in the work, an opportunity is going to find you. Because this one came out of the blue. I, I didn't, wasn't looking for it. It just kind of happened, and that's how things normally work out. But I, you can always get better. As an athlete, they can always get better. I can always get better at a play-by-play -play guy, painting the picture for people, especially on the radio. So still a lot of work to do. I still feel like I'm young in this business. Um, but um, I'm going I'm to keep working hard and try and maybe take another step after this. Thanks again to Dave for his time and the memories from Missouri Western and across the city over the years, and best of luck on your journey. That will do it for this week's episode. Big thanks to Matt Williamson and Dave Rigger for their time this week. The Griffins are 1-1 one one hosting Emporia State at 6 on Saturday at the Spratt. Make sure to stay with News Press Now on all platforms for your Griffin coverage. You've been watching Griffin Sports Spotlight.